This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw, and today, today is October the 11th, 2005, and still we survive. Who is it said we've come to the end of living and the beginning of surviving? I think I heard it first from Helen Caldicott. I go around lighting candles, telling myself that it's a waste of grief unless we do something. If only to know were to do all this chattering, chattering, everyone calling me on the phone. And I keep screaming, you know, opinion is the death of knowledge. We have to figure out what the hell is going on and then do something about it. Oh, last night, I was thinking about an old professor at Mills College in the 1950s. We used to talk about the coming apart of social systems as population increased and the struggle for resources led to global conflict. You know, we could see this, this tsunami, this sociological tsunami coming. Uh, history as history happens. We asked that old professor, we asked her, what is it that we might need to know in order to survive in the 21st century? She kind of sighed, and then she suggested we learn to kill rabbits with a stick. She's long gone, that dear old woman, all my dead dears. She was a hoot. Boy, did she understand history. She would have been thrilled to the marrow to see a woman becoming Chancellor of Germany. The joke, of course, being that she's a conservative Chancellor. My old professor was a Jew and a feminist, and she knew all about Germany, yes. She was an advocate of Rosa Luxemburg, the wild red Rosa, she called her. But she knew that uh, Germany, the state of Germany, is uh, a patriarchal old boys club. I would say pretty much the uh, quintessential old boys club still is. It's just strange to me that the Germans have got themselves a woman head of state while our nation seems to move ever further into the military madness, you know, this, this, the dark birds of history circling, acting as if armies can save us from the eco-disasters we're facing. <laughs> of course, they could try. Yes, where is the cavalry when we need them? This Bush crime family is symptomatic, yes. It's a dysfunctional New World Order, folks. Every man, woman, and child for him or herself. Compassion is not written into job descriptions these days, no. Uh, <laughs> did I did I hear the army in Pakistan? Yes. There's a uh, bunch of soldiers nearby. They said they'd had no orders, you know, to pull people out of the rubble lately. I find myself in the fetal position. I just curl up and shudder, turn the electric blanket up to nine. This week, I watched the HBO series Rome. It's this brilliant parable for our own time. It's all about a world in which, you know, the winner takes all. A thugocracy. Uh, of course, 
Caesar was interesting. Uh, we know that from Shakespeare and Shaw and all the Brits who came after him. I always refer back to Plutarch's lives. That's as close as I got to the uh, the real thing. Uh, the series is wonderful. There's no place like Rome. There's a guy in it, Caesar's right-hand man. You know, he's a slave, but of course he knows everything. He's kind of the Karl Rove, only um, he's a bright fellow. He says peace is its own reward. Mark Anthony says, oh, piffle, piffle. You know, actually he didn't say piffle. He had another word, something like uh, silliness. Um, anyway, uh, he turns to Caesar and uh, says at some point, you know, he's he's toting up the numbers. He's the accountant says, you know, if we're going to survive, we've got to kill someone and take their money. Uh, a dog-eat-dog world is so simple. It's such wonderful feeling, you know, that Rambo survivalist feeling. Just, uh, you know, get out there and chop off their heads is primal. I guess the Enlightenment uh, <laughs> was just... Just just one of those blips on the historical screen. We're tearing up our social contracts back to blood and myth. To hell with you, Jake. We got ours. I always go to theater to find at least, if not comfort, um, something about the truth of my time. I try to make sense of it, try to give it meaning. I don't know why, it's ridiculous, uh, only human beings need meaning, but it is all I can, uh, all I can use to, uh, what is it, to put my head straight and at least get a night's sleep. The facts don't help me much. Um, I'm leaving all that to the journalists. Boy, are they going to town. Uh, I need poets and playwrights, somebody to... Uh, tell me what the essentials are, the essence, the quintessence of the thing. Uh, in this series, Rome is a BBC production, 12 episodes. Uh, I'm sure it will be out on DVD soon. We're up to episode 7. It's a world of kill or be killed. It's just so emblematic of everything that's going on around us. Of course, uh, that uh, uh, scene is 52 B.C., and the Republic, the Roman Republic, is dying. The Empire is arising. So perfect for our day. We see Caesar's opponent, Pompey Magnus, um, a wonderful actor, terrific. Uh, he's finally killed by the Egyptians. They want to curry favor from Caesar. He's not pleased to be handed Pompey's head. Uh, it's a wonderful scene with Pompey standing at the edge of the sea, dropping a piece of paper. Well, no, it isn't papers. Um, whatever it was they used, some kind of parchment, I'm not sure. Mostly they write on these soft metal tablets. But he's looking at his slave, and he envies his slave. He says how restful it must be just to drift, to make no decisions, you know. As... um. George Bush says, it's hard work. It's hard ruling the world. Yes, Bush is having so much trouble leading his cockistocracy. A cockistocracy is the rule of a state by its very worst citizens. Uh, <laughs> there are moments that remind me of the mafia 
in this series, Rome, you know, like like the Godfather. We see Caesar caution Mark Anthony never to argue with him in front of their enemies. Yes, it's the old political um, uh, shell game, you know. Uh, there is one scene where I think they did go into serious heroics, or maybe it was mock heroics. Uh, Caesar's up against Pompey, and he's outnumbered three to one. And his um, companion points out to him that uh, uh, they can't win because their army is in tatters, and uh, they're all uh, sick and wounded and dying. And he says, oh, uh, yeah, he says they must win or die. That's the only condition in which people really win battles. Uh, I think of Vietnam. I think of uh, our current uh, episode, uh, Adventure in the Middle East. Uh, who, who was it? Uh, trying to think which one of our uh, enemies ever. Yes, the World War II battle. My parents felt that we must win or die, that it was uh, that serious. But as they the... Uh, uh, character Caesar says in this show, he says of Pompey's men, he says, they have other options. Yes, that's us, folks. Uh, I don't know what we would fight to the death for. Uh, I'm looking at the current brouhaha, for example, among the political uh, folks in our country. Look at the Republicans, for example. They've begun to fight among themselves. Apparently, the enemy from the outside isn't enough for them. Terrorism isn't doing it. You better be careful, boys. You'll look weak. Uh, <laughs> in one scene, we see two Roman soldiers. They're making a raft of floating corpses. I blinked several times. I tried not to watch it, but I thought, well, you know, guys will do anything. A, a little esprit de corps, yes. They're trying to escape an island in the Adriatic, and they paddle their way across the sea on a, a float. Yes, a raft of floating corpses. God knows, yes, the dead. The dead give us a great deal. We see in this series sex scandals. The scandals are used to manipulate politicians, just as we had that sting operation, you remember, Ken Starr and Bill Clinton. Dirty pictures are the same in any age. <laughs> you can always bring down a politician by going for his groin. Uh, yes, this is a wonderful production, and it gives us uh, a script that's full of the political lies, the social lies, Oh, best of all, the religious lies. Caesar bribes the head augur, you know, make the pigeons fly the right way so that he uh, gets the uh, sanction of the religious locals. that see, there's patriotic and heroic myths uh, always present, as Rudyard Kipling once said. Yes, ask why they died, because their fathers lied. Now, our task here at KPFA is to speak truth to power and to be a voice in the wilderness and talk back. Uh, I remember the other day I went into a shock when I was told that uh, the uh, at the, the uh, Astrodome, I think it's the Astrodome right in Houston, the second table 
after the refugees, pardon me, not the refugees, the, <laughs> yes, politically correct now, we're never to call them refugees, uh, the displaced persons at the Astrodome were uh, given a recruiter's table. Yes, there was an army a recruiter right there. Uh, you know, if you if you don't have any place to stay, we'll find you a spot in the military, boys. Uh, Blood curdling. It is obvious that we have come. We've come to something. Uh, that I didn't expect to see in my lifetime, but we are there, and what is left of the left is struggling. We're all of us waving our pale blue flags, you know, pleading for peace. For me, in my little box, I am in a kind of box. Uh, ideology, my ideology, is best served by... Uh, by literature, by art, by poems, plays, films, and books. My economist son finds this rather amusing. Uh, I still think that it is the poet, the, uh, the thinker, the dreamer, the writer, that can raise consciousness. It's the writer who can tenderize the young, you know, uh, give them an alternative world something to work for so that they will not only not join the bloody army, but so that they will come to advocate a world fit to live in. There has to be, if not a utopia, at least something to imagine, an image of something that would be joyous uh, to live in. And I see all these golden threads everywhere, more than in the past, uh, Millions of human beings seeking lives filled with joy. I once met a group of Tibetan nuns whose sufferings were just beyond my power to imagine. And uh, I couldn't understand, you know, their, their joyful, their smiles, their happiness. They were effervescent. They just bubbled over. And they had what I think is called a joyful participation in the sorrows of the world. It helped me to realize that any old existence can be ecstatic. Uh, anyone, you know, uh, it, it's hard to, hard to imagine with the suffering that so many are caught up in now. Uh, but still, you know, we have to try. Today I have with me a book um, by Jane. Uh, no, it's about Jane Fonda. It's a political biography. Last time I had Jane Fonda's book, her own uh, autobiography and that is of great interest but I think there's a companion volume that I want to use as my uh, premium today and I think Jane Fonda's legacy is inspirational this book is by Mary Hirschberger spelled H-E-R-S-H-B-E-R-G-E-R -E and I have ten copies of this book and it's available uh, for a $60 membership in KPFA. Uh, let's see, that's right. $60 membership in KPFA and a copy of Jane Fonda's War by Mary Hirschberger. And I want to read you some little bits so that you can see that I think in a way it's better sometimes to be written about. Um, Jane Fonda's book is, of course... Uh, 
all about her personal life. Uh, what I think is important for the rest of us, for all of us, is to uh, understand what it is that a citizen can do. You know uh, how Jane has been <laughs> dumped on. Yes, it's so strange. We always look for the witch. Um, let's see. Here's what Howard Zinn says about this book. Howard Zinn writes, It's a carefully researched and gracefully written companion volume to Jane Fonda's autobiography. He writes, Mary Hershberger provides a valuable service by reproducing transcripts of the movie star's broadcasts in Hanoi. The author has poured through official documents to describe in detail the FBI's covert attempts to discredit her. Altogether, an important contribution to the literature on the Vietnam era, acknowledging the inspiration provided to a whole generation by Jane Fonda's courageous protests against the war. And then here is Eve Ensler's review. Eve Ensler, as you know, is the uh, playwright who did the vagina monologues. <laughs> Jane, Jane Fonda's come out as a pretty furious feminist and she has appeared in the vagina monologues lately uh eve ensler writes bless mary hirschberger for setting the record straight about jane fonda bless her for the depth of her research the care of her investigation in a time when america seems hell-bent on empire building and unleashing all the violence that entails jane fonda's true legacy is an inspiration the book invites us to be more like Jane, brave, patriotic, I would put here in the true sense, uh, not patriarchal, but uh, let's see, when we love our country, yes, uh, we are patriotic and we want her to do the right thing. She's smart, devoted and willing to stand up uh, with everything against an immoral war. That is so interesting. Uh, I did go to see this new movie. I don't mean to digress. Free association is my downfall. But I had a chance to see the new film uh, about Edward R. Murrow. And he's the man who told us, you know, that dissent is not disloyalty. A great quote. We must remember to use that every day. Dissent is not disloyalty. Uh, now, you know, things have changed a little bit. But for uh, the last few years, there's been a terrible tendency to assume, you know, uh, <laughs> that the Bush boys were right about everything. Let me read you just a little paragraph here uh, from the book. It says, the more enduring legacy of Jane Fonda, the one that rests on her actual activities and accomplishments, is an empowering one. It's a reminder that progress in American history most often comes from individuals who are willing to challenge harmful government policies. Yes, Cindy, yes, our Cindy, even the policies of war. Uh, those who speak up with conviction against injustice and violence in times of crisis. If even uh, architects of the war have concluded in retrospect, that the Vietnam War was terribly wrong, it would seem long overdue to cease efforts to blame Americans for the nation's defeat in Vietnam. 
if the war itself is not something for which Americans can be proud, we can be proud of those Americans like Jane, who worked to end the war, who struggled sometimes at considerable cost to their own comfort and their own reputation to spare the lives of soldiers and civilians, those of the enemy and those of our own, as our nation finds itself settling ever more fixedly into the role of empire, with all its certain violence, we would do well to consider Jane Fonda's challenge to the ideology of empire that once called for victory at all costs in Vietnam. It's so strange, you know. It's been so many years, and I kind of thought that all this was blood under the bridge. But uh, you remember when Bush Sr. said... After the first Gulf War, he said, we have kicked the Vietnam Syndrome. I was shocked. I thought, uh, you know, it was a war, not a syndrome. Of course, what he meant by that was that uh, uh, the man dance could begin again. We could be conquerors. Um, I wanted to, if I have time, read you a little bit about a sad case that I remember working on... Um, all those years ago, an actress by the name of Jean Seberg, who was driven to suicide, uh, unlike Jane Fonda, she did not have the psychic strength to take what the uh, uh, FBI dished out. Um, it had to do with the Black Panther Party. Uh, Jean Seberg, let's see, she was... Um, pregnant and the rumor was put out that the baby was uh, the child of one of the Black Panthers. <laughs> oh dear, yes. Uh, Gene Seberg had also contributed bail money to the Black Panthers. Uh, there was a wiretap on Seberg's phone. He learned she was pregnant. Uh, the he is... Um, uh, guy named Held, uh, F, uh, FBI agent. Uh, he prepared a false story about Seberg. He planted it in the media. The story claimed that Seberg, who was married to novelist Romaine Gary, was involved with a Black Panther who was the baby's father. Held sent his proposed media story on Seberg to FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover. Uh, he requested approval to carry out his scheme, saying that it would cause Seberg embarrassment and serve to cheapen her image with the general public. He added that, quote, the usual precautions would be taken by the L.A. Division to preclude identification of the Bureau as the source of the letter if approval is granted. J. Edgar Hoover enthusiastically approved the plan, Noting, quote, Gene Seberg has been a financial supporter of the Black Panther Party and should be neutralized. Okay, this... this Hi, Jennifer. This is right. Amelia here. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of more details about the, the dirty tricks and the terrible things done, not just to Jane Fonda, but to any number of uh, good-hearted citizens who had the misfortune to be celebrities. 
at that time. Right, that's true, and it's it's important to remember how easily you could become a persona non grata for a very long time, and Jane Fonda has paid a very high price, as you say, many people have paid a very high price, you know. What There's was a, it? Yeah, a 24-foot uh, file. Exactly, <laughs> FBI file. Her FBI file. Right, and she was marked as Category 1, a threat by the FBI, and uh, I guess they, they categorize folks in terms of the threat, and she was one of them. Isn't uh, that amazing? Yeah. It's just amazing. The book is, right, the book is Jane Fonda's War, a political biography of an anti-war icon. And let's see, repeat the number often, it says. I always forget to keep repeating the number, which right. is right. The number is area code 510-848-5732, or out of the 510 area code, you can call 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-H-E-Y-K-P-F-A, and the book is yours as a thank you gift. The What you're really paying for is Jennifer Stone, cover to cover, KPFA, free speech radio coming to you 24-7 here at 94.1, and as a thank you gift, you do get the book, A Political Biography of an Anti-War Icon, Jane Fonda's War by Mary Hirschberger. A wonderful, very, very well-documented book. It's yours for the asking as a thank you gift with a $60 a year pledge. And again, $60 is, I believe, you know, $5 a month. So you can't get better than that. We only have 10 copies of it available. So please go to the phones, pledge your support for KPFA, for Jennifer Stone, for the arts here at KPFA and know that you get this thank you gift. It's a wonderful book that you can read. It's it's very dense. It's important to remember our history. It's most important to remember it when we're talking about what's going on in Iraq now and the demonizing of so many people that takes place in a time of war. one 800 Four three nine five seven three two or five ten eight four eight five seven three two or online at kpfa.org and you could pledge your support for KPFA knowing that you have done your part to keep free speech alive. Jennifer, just a sixty dollar. It's just a sixty dollar subscription. This is a book that Jane Fonda could not have written herself. You know, you can't toot your own horn, folks. But this one shows you all the ways in which she was. Uh, let's let's say scapegoated, not exactly crucified. She's still very much alive and struggling. Her present um, efforts are spent uh, helping young women. She's got an amazing thing going in Georgia where she's helping young women who um, have a difficulty with their reproductive rights. You know, Jane is doing all this work on uh, sex education, the most important thing that can happen for the future. Uh, Always, if you look at adolescent women, you'll know what's happening in your society. And Jane is there trying to help them. Uh, let's see right. now. And let's remember that Mary Hershberger is also someone who has done quite a bit of traveling to Vietnam and working and uh, writing about American peace activists and the war. And, you know, she was the first one to actually have access to that 24-thick FBI <laughs> file, tw- foot-thick <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. file. So this is stuff that you might not have seen before, might not have heard about before, and it's yours for the asking as a thank you gift. Again, if you call 1-800-439-5732, that's 1-800-H-E-Y-K-P-F-A, or 510 848 
KPFA. That's 848-5732. We, ju- we have just a few minutes left. FSRN is going to be coming in. Free Speech Radio News is going to be coming in. Sorry, we uh, use the acronym. And I'm sure that if you're a loyal listener, you know that that's a vital part of what we do here, bring you the news as well as bring you the arts as well as bring you the music that you're not going to hear anywhere else. This is the place to call right now this and pledge your support for KPFA for Jennifer. Yes, 1-800, sorry, let me just give out the number the one number, more time. 1-800-439-5732. Again, that's 1-800-H-E-Y-K-P-F-A or 510-848-5732. We only have 10 books left. Mary, I mean, eight books left. Mary Hershberger's book, Jane Fonda's War, is yours for the asking, asking for $60. Jennifer? These aren't going fast enough, folks. You know, this is where we need your money. This is where the money should go. Imagine using taxpayers' money to persecute this woman. What a criminally stupid thing to do. Uh, I've never been able to understand. Uh, I know Al Gore is not in favor with some of us, but I remember one thing he said years ago. He said, we have to change the ratio of intelligence to money. You know, right. The notion that right. you know bureaucrats would take time and effort and you know what kind of government does this kind of wasteful thing uh anyway right you know something that's uh part of the book here it's uh, a little tidbit 1990 in 1972 u.s congress debated a bill that would criminalize travel to certain countries including north vietnam the bill was known as the fonda bill <laughs> you know it's just like that is how women are demonized when they take action one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two is the number to call to pledge your support for listening the true history of the true history here and the people's history, if you will. one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two eight four eight five seven three two. We have we're out of time actually. We have yeah. to go to free speech radio we news in a few radio. seconds. Yeah. Okay, I was going to read the section where uh, Jane Fonda is still being spat upon. If you can imagine, uh, (laughs) never mind. 